I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with PlushCare. PlushCare accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. plushcare.com slash weight loss. Subplots are a vital part of pretty much any movie, but it's not always easy to make them complement rather than detract from the A-plot that's going on. However, while we've all sat through wonky subplots in good or even great movies, what about those times where an unexpectedly strong subplot finds its way into an otherwise pretty crappy film? I'm Josh from WhatCulture.com and these are 8 great subplots in bad recent movies. Number 8. Morgan Freeman is Ryan Reynolds' father, the Hitman's Wife's Bodyguard. Even for the standards of most comedy sequels, the Hitman's Wife's Bodyguard was a pretty crummy follow-up to 2017's amusingly daft buddy action app. But the film did tout one hilariously WTF subplot involving the parentage of Ryan Reynolds' Michael Bryce. Midway through the movie, Michael drags Darius and Sonya to meet his father, Michael Sr., a retired former bodyguard who turns out to be played by none other than Morgan freaking Freeman. After giving the audience a moment to process this awesome parentage, Michael clarifies that Michael Sr. is his stepfather and the four of them sit down for a nice lunch. As if this wasn't already cool enough, a third act plot twist reveals that Michael Sr. is actually a villain, working for the primary antagonist Aristotle Papadopoulos, resulting in Michael Jr. killing him at the end of the movie and, get this, being adopted by Darius and Sonya. It's utter, utter glorious madness. While most of the movie was just a bland mishmash of so-so comedy and limp action sequences, this subplot right here was a thing of completely deranged beauty. Number 7. The Zombie Romance Army of the Dead Zack Snyder's Army of the Dead is one of the year's most frustrating movies. An epic, visually ambitious zombie blockbuster that few will likely want to watch again given its absurdly excessive 148 minute runtime. This is largely the result of its numerous bulky suffocating subplots, but there's one among the lot that effortlessly steals the show. See, Snyder's most intriguing ideas sees him devoting time to exploring the relationship between the movie's undead antagonists, the alpha leader Zeus, and his beloved alpha queen. Rather than simply have the heroes face off against an anonymous horde of zombies, a surprising amount of screen time is spent on the feral romance between Zeus and the queen, particularly the revelation after the queen's death that she was pregnant with their zombie baby. This is an impressively creative riff on typical zombie movie tropes, so it's just a shame that the film is so aggressively bloated out by a number of stilted, tedious, melodramatic subplots that aren't as good as this. Number 6. Serizawa's Sacrifice Godzilla King of the Monsters The sequel to 2014's Godzilla reboot is so wildly overstuffed with awful human characters and their stamina-sucking dramatic subplots, but there is a single one that stands out among the lot. Monarch scientist Dr. Ishiro Serizawa has the only human character arc during the film that's both memorable and satisfying. 
satisfying. After spending most of both movies stood on the sidelines watching the chaos and periodically dropping cool one-liners like let them fight, he ends up basically saving the world at the end of this sequel, at the cost of his life admittedly. With Godzilla incapacitated by the US Navy's prototype weapon, King Ghidorah is free to rampage across Earth unimpeded, until it's decided to detonate a nuclear weapon in Godzilla's lair to speed up his natural recovery process. Unfortunately, a human being has to be present to detonate the warhead and Godzilla's number one fan Serizawa volunteers, resulting in the single genuinely poignant scene in the film. Serizawa has a touching moment with Godzilla, bidding him farewell and finally detonating the nuke. The blast instantly obliterates him, but restores Godzilla's vitality and eventually allows him to save Earth from Ghidorah. And as much as King of the Monsters was such an infuriating letdown on so many levels, this subplot here was human drama done right. Number 5. Steve Trevor is a fish out of water, Wonder Woman 1984. Arriving on a wave of excitement as it did last Christmas, Wonder Woman 1984 turned out to be one of the most disappointingly sloppy blockbusters in recent memory. An overstuffed mess of a superhero movie, it squandered its solid cast and better ideas amid a thoroughly silly, tonally off-kilter execution, complete with a brutally overlong 151-minute runtime. But there is one genuinely fun part of the film, and that's the sequel subversion of its predecessor's fish out of water storyline, flipping the script to have a resurrected Steve Trevor now be the one trying to acclimate to a new time period. Though this subplot is undeniably tainted by the, uh, morally dubious means through which Trevor is brought back to life in the first place, with Diana hacking some random guy's body effectively, it's still hilarious watching Steve experiment with ridiculous 80s fashion and be so wrapped with wide-eyed amazement at the future. The idea was great and the flick did have some cute moments, but why not just have Steve be randomly magic back to life out of thin air, rather than complicated the fun with the thorny issues raised by him inhabiting the body of another living person. You still could have got the dramatic ending to this plot. Number 4. The First Gay Superhero Romance, The New Mutants It didn't surprise a single solitary soul when the long-delayed The New Mutants turned out to be a painfully forgettable lo-fi superhero origin story save for its single distinguishing subplot. The film's only triumph is in being the first major superhero movie to place a significant LGBTQ plus romance front and center, between protagonist Danny Moonstar, aka Mirage, and Rain St. Clair, aka Wolfsbane. The love story between Danny and Rain is by far the strongest dramatic material of the entire movie, aided by the actor's natural performances, ensuring that this blooming romance feels convincingly nervy and heartfelt at all times. In fact, most of the troubled characters and relationships were pretty solid in New Mutants, and it's a shame that they were mostly overshadowed by an otherwise pretty dull movie. You've got a great coming-of-age story in there somewhere, is all I'm saying. Number 3. Badass Middle-Aged Sarah Connor Terminator Dark Fate Though Terminator Dark Fate was absolutely an improvement upon the previous two films, it was hardly a low bar to clear, and overall, the sequel still failed to capture the storytelling magic or technical ingenuity of the original two movies. Between its cynical attempts to rewrite the timeline for a new generation and its thoroughly mediocre array of action sequences, Dark Fate left most fans once again disappointed by another bungled attempt to rejuvenate the series. The film's single success, however, was in bringing franchise vet Sarah Connor back into the fold for the first time since the second movie, and no, we're not counting that voiceover cameo in Terminator Salvation. In addition to undoing Sarah's off-screen demise in Terminator 3, Dark Fate also transformed the character into a fascinatingly world-weary warrior, racked with trauma following the retcon death of her son John, and now devoted to hunting and destroying Terminators for life. Linda Hamilton 
absolutely knocks the role out the park and does belated justice to one of the most iconic heroines in the history of action cinema. It's just a shame that the movie around her is such a soulless, lazy attempt to jumpstart a franchise that's probably better off, well, terminated. Sorry. Number two, the Warrens' relationship drama, The Conjuring, The Devil Made Me Do It. It became painfully clear watching the third Conjuring movie that it was desperately wanting for the presence of director James Wan, who due to scheduling conflicts handed the project off to Michael Chavez, who previously helmed one of the Conjuring universe's worst movies. As a result, it wasn't hugely surprising that The Conjuring 3 was a significant downgrade from its two predecessors, feeling far more like an ordinary bump in the night horror movie without Wan's filmmaking ingenuity. But the flick's saving grace well, that was the sensible focus on the loving marriage between paranormal investigators Ed and Lorraine Warren, and I am not exaggerating when I would say I would die for both of these characters. Ever since the first movie, they've been the glue holding the entire IP together, and the third film throws an intriguing spanner in the works by having Ed suffer a heart attack during an early exorcism. This not only forces Lorraine into the dominant role, but also makes the film focus even more intently on the devoted relationship between the two. And as many have noted since it came out, The Conjuring 3 may not be much of a horror movie, but it is a pretty solid love story. Number 1. Jason Bateman and Melissa McCarthy's WTF Romance Thunder Force. Netflix's recent Melissa McCarthy-led superhero comedy Thunder Force was a near-total waste of time, a painfully unfunny overlong car crash of misguided ideas. The sole exception, however, is the romantic subplot between McCarthy's protagonist Lydia Berman and a supervillain known as the Crab. You see, the Crab, a man with crab arms, steals every scene he's in. Most memorably, a hysterical dinner date with Lydia where he attempts to drink a cocktail with his pincers before the waiter ill-advisedly offers offers him a seafood platter and apologises with the immortal one-liner, I'm sorry, I didn't see your pincers. It's the single aspect of the movie that actually works, rousing some genuine laughs and making everybody briefly forget about the movie's otherwise charmless generic script. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavourless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns. Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with Bowling Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that Bowling Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus, get 15% off your first order at BowlingBranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details.